0: Keep Pounding isn't just a slogan, it's a way of life. Ice up, son. Ice up. They want to be the very best that they can be in everything that they do. I think when you have that mentality in the locker room, you can be special. When you have it with your coaching staff, you can be really good. And when it starts with your owner and it starts with your GM, you can be memorable. moving someplace and we're doing this in Carolina the first thing I care about is winning the second thing I care about is winning and the third thing I care about is you guys are smart so you you win a lot of ways and I don't like to lose it anyway
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of 704 Forecast. This is Wes, and we have have Matt here with me this week. Um, Going to do a preview of the Vikings game this week, Week Six of the Panthers' schedule, coming in at three and two. Matt, how do you how do you feel coming into this game?
0: Yeah, uh, the uh, the twenty four hour rule has passed. We're uh, we're moving on from the Eagles' disaster, the meltdown that occurred, uh, and we're looking forward to hopefully. Improving things and writing the ship here against the uh the, the two and three Minnesota Vikings this week. So um, you know, I am putting that behind us and, and moving forward to Minnesota and hopefully uh getting this thing figured out moving to four and two this week.
1: Yeah, it's uh I hate to call it a must-win, but if you're going to salvage this season and the possibility of, of making the playoffs and and doing just having a productive season, even if you miss the playoffs just just the bounce back and the the improvement in in week in year two of rule um I think this is a must win for that that
0: uh journey yeah I mean that's what I said uh, to you guys this week and it, it feels really early in the season to be calling it a must-win game but it kind of has that feel to it um you know, especially with the with the games that are coming up and we're kind of in that soft part of the schedule that we've talked about being so critical for the for the rest of the season and you know, reaching that goal that Vitterer and Rule's been kind of pounding here lately with, with the, the P word, the playoffs. So, um, man, that you know, these are, these is a stretch here where they have to you know come away with some wins and some easy wins at this point. I mean, you got the Giants and Falcons coming up and you got a real chance of, of riding the ship and getting some real momentum going. So, you know, if, if the team wants any chance at a playoff uh, birth this year, then then they're going to have to come away with a win on Sunday.
1: Yep. Agree completely. Uh, so, Moving into the injury report for both teams this week, um, the Vikings have a pretty long injury report, um, starting with their full participation list. Linebacker Nick Vigil has an ankle injury but did full participate. Their limited participants were Dalvin with that ankle injury that has held him out for two weeks now, I'm pretty sure. Um, So he came out and tested last game, pregame, and you there was a video of him just shaking his head after he was running through some 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 drills. So be interested to see how that shakes out. But Madison has stepped in and put in great production in his absence, I think, in the run game. And you you made the note that the past before we started recording that the past game he's, he's not quite the same, but in the run game, Cook Madison looks just like Cook to me um as far as what they can do.
0: Yeah, the production is really. Not not much different at all. I mean, I, I know Madison's got a full season and Dalvin's you know missed the last two games. But I mean, right now, Madison's the, the lead back. I mean, he's he's leading the team in rushing, um, you know, outpacing Dalvin by 30 yards. So, I mean, it's basically the same player. You give up a little bit in the passing game, but you're getting the same production on the ground. So the defense or excuse me, the run defense at least has to show up and uh, treat Madison with the same respect that they would Dalvin if if he is the guy that goes on Sunday.
1: Yeah. And then, so other limited participants, fullback CJ Ham and wide receiver, Amir Smith-Marset. And then they have a really long DNP list. Um, Anthony Barr did not practice. Tight in Ben Ellison. Wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. That one is significant. If it's something real, it could just be a general rest thing, but it says ankle for him. Um, I do not know the severity of that. I would love to know more about it. Um, Alexander Madison did not practice shoulder, um, So that's interesting one to, to watch, especially with Dalvin is, is which one of those, or, or if either missed time, which one is it um, this week? And then defensive tackle Michael Pierce and wide receiver Adam Thielum. So all four of their main skill players were um, limited or did not practice in, this, in Wednesday's first practice. So no
0: report from today yet. Right. And I don't think any of those other than the Dalvin situation is really probably the only one really worth monitoring. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson being being held out. I mean, probably just rest and, and you know, with the other ones as well. Uh, Anthony Barr did come back and play his first game last week um, after missing substantial time with injury. So, you know, he's he did make a comment after last Sunday's game, you know, it felt good to be sore again. So, you know, he's probably just getting an extra day of rest. And I'd probably say he he's going to be a limited participant today. Uh, when those reports come out, so I, by all means, I expect him to to be out there on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I I tend to think that um, most of the did not practice or did not participate list. In this case, I haven't, uh, especially the skill guys um, Jefferson, Thielen, Madison. I tend to think it's more of a rested than anything. I haven't I'm just paying attention to fantasy. I haven't seen the likelihood that those guys are going to be out it hasn't been one of those things that like prepare for these guys to be out there. I think they're still expecting them to play. So, but certainly something to watch.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, at this point, I would be surprised if Dalvin doesn't go on Sunday You know, two weeks back from the ankle injury. I mean, he talked about, he was just going to continue rehabbing in his recovery. So, um, I, it's going to be the same thing as last week walk through and if it feels good, he's going to go and you'll probably be looking at a timeshare between him and Madison. So, yeah, they're going to have fresh bodies, so the deep run defense uh, specifically is going to have to really lock in and, and, and do a good job like they did last week before we got late in the fourth quarter where, you know, Miles Sanders and, and Jalen Hurts took advantage on the ground. But um, really just just, uh, just defense needs to keep doing what it's been doing.
1: Yeah, and so moving on to our injury report, we kind of have a similar situation with in, in the running back room. Christian is limited participant in practice, just like he was all of last week. They're calling it 50-50. Um, it's setting up to sound a lot like last week when he didn't go but I mean it's an, it's a case like you just said with with their running back room if, if he can go it's an interesting um, game planning situation for for the, the Vikings defense because I think you've also found that chuba has some a skill set that they that they need to be using some so that you can have fresher legs on McCaffrey, you can have fresh legs for chuba to come in some so be interesting to see how they do that.
0: And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very encouraged with with Choupa's production so far and filling in. I mean, we talked about his game that he had last week with, uh, I believe, 140 yards total. Um, so not really much of a difference in Christian. You know, with the thing with Christian is you add that safety valve and he's a little bit better of a of a, a pass blocker. So, I, I mean, I hope Christian does play on Sunday, but, you know, it's not going to make that big of a difference to the offensive production. If he doesn't, um, I mean, the Vikings are one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to stopping the run. So, you know, regardless, I hope that we scheme that up and run early and often. Um, and we've had success running, you know, those zone reads running to the edge. So those are things that I, I really want to see, you know, this, uh, you know, for this game, regardless of who's in the backfield.
1: Yep. Um, so other limited participants were CJ Henderson, the shoulder injury and Joseph Charlton with a back injury. Um, Maybe you heard it when he got blocked on. <laughs> Sorry, um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, that that was unnecessary. Um, I mean, no, I mean,
0: but special teams, <laughs> special teams been a hot topic on Twitter this week. Uh, I, I know a couple of people um, are are not too pleased with Chase Blackburn or Corey's uh, buddy Joseph Charlton. Um, well, I mean, like me and you aside, are in agreement.
1: Black punt aside, Charlton's been bad this year. Uh, the metrics the metrics backed that up. EPA were the third worst punting. Um, behind the dolphins are worse, which is uh old friend and all pro production, Michael Pilardi. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh pulling some words from, from someone else, but uh,
0: I would, I mean, I, trust me, I, I mean, we're, we are not the biggest Joseph Charlton fans, me and you at all. Um, we we talked about it from his struggles last year, and, and you know, he's, to be fair to him, he did have a decent preseason. I will say that he he showed a couple um a couple good flashes with pinning um, some punts in the in within the you know 10 yard line five yard line I think he had that one that actually settled on the one but so far during the regular season it's just it's not been there and field position starting field position for the uh the opposing offenses has kind of been a struggle for us and put more pressure on our defense um more than I would have liked to have seen so far at least at this point in the season
1: yeah and and sorry for the injury report to get us off track here but what and I'll finish the injury report here in a second. But one more question in that regard: How much do you think the the Zane Gonzalez pooch punt was just their not non-confidence in Charlton to pin him deep?
0: No, I don't think that was it. I mean, I don't think it, it was anything with Charlton. Honestly, I mean, I, when I saw it live, you know, there at the game, I was, I mean, I was immediately pissed because you know, first off, the field position wasn't that bad. I mean, I think it was fourth and two, and it was on the forty through 48
1: yard goal, goal is what it was right
0: been. and so you know zane doesn't have that leg i mean we, we've seen that so far now if it was sly it probably would have sent him out there and it would have missed it right and you know you give him field position there but a 21 yard punt is basically what it turned out it was a touchback they did it because they thought that they could pin them deep that the ball would settle zane kicked it too far and it rolled into the end zone for a touchback i get that because at the time philadelphia didn't have a returner back there so I get the thought process, but also at the same point, like grow some balls and go for it at that point. I mean, it's fourth and two you're in their territory. The defense has shut them down. I I just, I was yeah, so in, that. I, I mean, it was, I was, it was less
1: about whether or not we should have gone about gone for it and more about like if they're, if they chose to punt it were they just not confident in Charlton or something. I don't know.
0: Right. I mean, I just didn't like the, the whole play call period. I mean, the design, if you're going to do the pooch punt, then you should at least send your punter out there and, somebody who that's you know that's their job yeah Uh, so
1: moving on through the injury report before we get to the end of that um Shaq did not practice and then Cam Irving was a full participant another thing we saw he's not listed on the the report because I don't believe he's been designated to return yet but um Elf was also Elf Line was also out there with um full helmet and pads on
0: Tell me what, I mean, that right there really gets you excited. Those two coming back. I mean, <laughs> come on now, saviors of the offensive line are back. So.
1: Well, I mean, if you listen to rules press conference, he had just nothing but great things to say about those two versatile, athletic, smart, um, former first round pick in Irving and, uh, just really smart for Elf line. And I think he said smart about three
0: different times. Um, you, know, it, 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 <laughs> you, you you want versatility right you want versatility over starters oh, and especially when your starters could be versatile I mean that right there they just it's a home run I mean you know if your left guard is terrible at left guard guess what well he can play center and right guard too and he can also be terrible there he can be terrible at three positions instead so of being
1: you know why not
0: and, and hey don't forget that Cam Irving was a former first round pick so nope can't forget it won't forget it Mm-hmm.
1: um for those of you that missed it rule had quite the interesting wednesday press conference yesterday um there was some discussion about the offensive line questions about cam irving and and pat alphon coming back but also questions regarding brady christensen and deontay brown and kind of what their future holds and um in short he said that brady is young and not ready with without getting too in depth into what he said and and sure brady's a rookie brady but on brady Matt made this point. Where he's
0: 24 years old. He, he also was, a, was the highest graded PFF. I mean, he, he got definitely. the highest PFF grade ever uh, for a tackle. If, if,
1: if you're not going to play him at left guard because you're, for whatever reason, worried about arm length. Or left tackle, sorry. For whatever reason, worried about arm length. Guard, please move him to guard. Go Do it now. It wasn't a problem can, with Panay Sewell. So I'm... It, 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 as they're, they're just reaching for reasons at this point. I think I'm, I'm, but I say all that to say that that press conference set us up for you're going to get Irving at left tackle. You're going to get Elf at left guard if he's designated to return. You're going to get Paradis at center. You're going to get Miller or Daly at right guard, and you're going to get Moten at right tackle. And that's the line you're going to get, and you're going to like it. It's pretty much what what uh rule told us in that press conference it and feels uh,
0: like uh 2012 2013 right now i mean it just feels like i'm in a previous regime but i don't yeah. want to get off track and, and ran on all that again but yeah that's and just he also
1: called he also called deontay brown fat um for lack of a better term
0: yeah i don't <laughs> i don't know too many too many men of his size that can really maintain a weight that they want him to get down to which i'm assuming is somewhere in the 315 the 320 ballpark i mean this is a guy who I mean, he's, he's dropped down to 335. I mean, what else do you really want? And we don't really have a lot of guys on our offensive line that have that weight, have that mean streak, that can really finish a, finish a block or put somebody in the ground. So keep telling me about how he needs to lose weight, though.
1: It's interesting. And in and I saw the whole idea of a, a redshirt year being floated around on Twitter yesterday and that Deontay is just going to be shut down no matter what um, to, A, get to that playing weight, and, B, get used to that.
0: But, I mean yeah let's shut down our our fifth and sixth round picks Then
1: why draft why draft these people and and don't even get me started on 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 some of that (laughs) but uh there's a starting guard and in in the nfl right now that was drafted a couple picks after we drafted our um all-star long snapper but
0: concerns red flags you know
1: and this is not a that's not a fitter thing um I can just about guarantee you Fitter did not want to draft a long snapper in the sixth round.
0: And if you watch Panther Confidential and watch the draft uh, episode, then you'll see exactly who made that decision.
1: Yep, he should have been – long snappers in general should be um, undrafted free agent signings, and that's what he should have been. Um, But they they gave Rule the chance to make a pick,
0: and that he did uh one I'll, I'll touch on that <laughs> real quick because that reminds me but I put a tweet out last night from from our our page and it was a harken back to the bill Parcells uh tweet when he was or excuse me comment when he was in um New England and he said you know if they if they want you to, to cook the dinner they all let you shop for some of the groceries and at the point in time Robert Kraft said we are well I think our groceries are pretty good but in this case rule's done that I mean let's look at his at his, his decisions so you have teddy you have cam irving you have pat Elfline uh you have chris reed who was just as bad as miller well just as bad as miller has been this year i, sh- I should say um miller and i know i'm missing thomas fletcher you can add thomas fletcher in there because that's that that's roll's guy as well so there you go i mean that's that's 0 for 6 right there um can't say he, he doesn't have his guys
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there's some other guys that he had input on them. I'm sure, I'm sure he, he like Tommy Trimble, just screamed, Matt rule guy. So, I mean, that by all accounts is, was a great pick, but the just,
0: the misses are glaring. Yeah. And I mean, to his credit, I mean, there's Robbie. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you, 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 you got your guy and we got them because we, we had the extra money from cam. So I won't, I won't like that. I'll give him credit for the, for the Robbie thing and, if he had a hand in Sean Chandler, uh, bringing in another Temple guy. So, you know, but the the misses are are far more glaring than it is with with the hit because, I mean, everybody knew what Robbie could be. Yep. So getting away from that, um,
1: the big – obviously, Christian, that's the big thing with the entry report for us. Does he go, does he not go? I don't expect Shaq to go this week. Um, So. So moving on into the
0: offense and, and how it matches up against the Vikings. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I mentioned it earlier, but uh, the Vikings rank 28th against the run. So running the football and establishing the run early is something that we're going to have to do and something that we, we're not going to be able to go away from. Uh, you know, I guess the thing is, is game plan is going to be a little bit different this week because the Vikings interior uh, defensive line is – one of their weak spots on the line, uh, on their edges. They do have Hunter and Griffin. Um, Hunter does have six sacks on the year. Griffin does have four. Um, the Vikings do have 17 sacks on the, on the year, and they're second in the National Football League. So they do get to the to the quarterback. I am worried about Hunter coming through and wrecking a game, much like uh, Javon Hargrave did last week. So if Cam Irving is over there, then I'm, I'm going to kind of be a little bit concerned. It's, um, I I guess with when it comes to the run, I guess I'd like to see more up the middle this week versus the to the edges, and that kind of worries me a little bit now that I'm thinking it through because we've had more success running to the edges versus running up the middle. Um, so from an offensive standpoint on our side of the ball, um, we're gonna have to switch things up. Uh, I want to see you know play action, some deep shots. I know Rule mentioned that in his presser as well, um, and he said that you know Joe Brady does want to take more deep shots. We just have to have time. And well, I mean, we're not really doing ourselves any favor when it comes to, you know, that, that part of the football game, we're not making the switches to give our quarterback more time. Um, so uh, I don't know. Um, I Robbie's going to get more involved. I mean, he had what, I think 11 targets last, maybe seven the week before he had a uh, uh, double digits. So, uh, I, I guess really just gonna kind of say what we've been saying. I mean, you you have to switch up the routes. You you have to take those deep shots when you get to, you know to second and short, or you get you know first down at, at midfield. Why not take that shot? Um, outside of you know Kendricks and Griffin and Hunter, I mean, you have Harrison Smith back there, but their corners are, are not good. Rashad Breeland's been awful this year. Um, you know, Patrick Peterson's not the Patrick Peterson of Arizona. I mean, his PFF grades consistently in the fifties so far, I mean, he's been burnt several times this year. Uh, their, their quarterback situation is, is really not that good. And I think that's a situation where we can really take advantage of, um, when, when you, when you look at this Minnesota defense, I know Mike Zimmer is a hell of a, a coach and, you know, he was very frustrated about how their defense was last year, which consistently ranked in the bottom of the national football league. But, uh, there really hasn't been much of an improvement this year outside of them getting pressure on the quarterback. So uh, I would like to see Terrace uh, involved more. I would like to see, you know, what we did earlier this season with running Dan Arnold up the middle of the field and have that with Tommy and Ian. Ian looked good last week and had, you know, that, that 20 yard catch across the middle. It hasn't had any drops. Uh, I just think that, you know, we need to establish a run early and make them play up and then try to attack and, and, you know, add in some deep shots. Um, You know, Robbie's clearly frustrated with us not, running complicated routes and, you know, adding double moves in there. So, you know, I I really hope that's something that we've worked on in practice this week. But, you know, I will say, I mean, having Christian back would give the defense something else to worry about because, you know, Chuba's not going to garner that from an opposing defense yet at this point in his career. So, I mean, that, that would be a good thing. And I think Sam does feel a little bit more comfortable back there when, you know, when he's in the game because he realizes he can drop it off or check it down to him. And Juba has had a couple uh, bad drops when Sam has checked down to him. So that's the only knock that I have on Juba. but um, that's, that's kind of you know what I hope to see as far as uh, our offensive game plan. Just, I mean, for the love of God, just please give Sam time um, and game plan for pressure coming off the edges because that's, that's where it's going to come from this week.
1: Yeah. So I agree with everything you said. Uh, one thing, I wanted to make note of is their bottom third and in, in in the league and and yard, rushing yards allowed per game. So I think that's something even with us not having the, the the line that can just dominate them in the trenches. I think if we can get that established and um, they're allowing 130 yards per game, but I mean let's let's make sure we we get those 130 yards and then passing defense. They're right in the middle of the pack uh, of as far as the NFL goes. I don't. They don't have a great secondary, but like you said, the ru- the worry is the pass rush. And <laughs> coincidentally enough, our worry is stopping the pass rush. So yeah. um, uh, I want to s- I- – I'm going to keep harping on this until we do it. I want to see more of the screens. Uh, uh, there's no reason that all of our receivers shouldn't get a screen look, a game out of different positions, an outside screen to Robbie, an outside screen to DJ, an inside screen to Terrace, something, uh, a, s- a screen to – to Chuba, a screen to Christians. I, I want to see that to try and keep the pass rush at bay a little bit, and you mix it in at the right times. And um, that's a that's a an organic way to game plan to m- not only help. I mean, obviously on that play, the, the 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 pressure doesn't matter, but the the possibility of a screen in the back of a pass rusher's mind or whatever could could put that that little bit of pause in, in the pass rush. Um, maybe not, but it's just one of those things you got to think about in the game plan. And So I, I want to see that. I want to see like you said, the deep shots. Um, but I, I want to see the right deep shots. Uh, I don't want to see a Tommy Trimble deep shot um, double covered and thrown out of bounds. I want to I see Robbie double moves that, that we've got time to throw. I want to see um, a terrorist post over the middle thing, things like that, where, um, it is the the right type of deep, deep shot to be making and not just a deep shot for deep shot's sake.
0: I mean, I don't think that we're going to have a, a, a chance. I mean, a choice this week. Um, Patrick Peterson is probably going to be shadowing DJ more if I had to guess, just because that's their best chance at least limiting his production. So, you know, probably if Robbie goes against Bashad Breedland, if Breedland's who, you know, they, they do start this week, it'll be either him or, or, um, Cameron Dantzler I, I think hey, a, I think dancers I on the COVID IR right now uh, I thought I saw that he came off of it today oh, okay I, I know he, he yeah he definitely was on it um but I don't obviously don't know where he's at with his recovery or if he'll be able to go so but Breland's been terrible um this so far this season so I think that Sam definitely has to get into a rhythm with um uh, with with targeting him and I would like to see Terrace get some of that uh, involvement as well I mean it, it, he has to Yep.
1: So um,
0: and then just moving
1: on from that, the offensive line, I would just about bet you're going to have um, Irving at left tackle, Moten at right tackle, Paradise at center. Uh, I'm not sure if Elf is Elf eligible to return this week.
0: So they they haven't designated him for return at this point. Uh, if that doesn't happen today, then I guess that he probably won't play this week and they'll do that on Monday and he'll go next week. Uh, so I would probably assume that Daly's probably getting a start, and you can probably get into yeah, that, that Irving's going to be at left tackle.
1: So the line would be Irving, Daly, Paradis, Miller, Moten, most likely.
0: Yeah. And then, oh yeah. Um, let's, let, let's talk about the defense so I don't have to focus on the offensive line and, and how depressing that's going to make me.
1: Yeah, so moving on to the defense, it should be a similar-looking defense to last week without Shaq. What are your thoughts –
0: uh, I think the linebacking core did very well last week without, without Shaq there. Uh, I think Luvu and Julian Stanford both filled in pretty nicely. Um, Jermaine Carter, uh, you know, flashed, he made a couple plays that really stood out to me. Um, you know, the run tackle that he had on, uh, or at the closing tackle he had on, I want to say it might've been Sam Sanders or, uh, Devontae Smith, uh, on the right side of the field, um, was a hell of a play. Uh, Having A.J. Boyer back uh, for his first real action last week. Um, I, I say real action, but, yeah. Um, you know, I, missing that hard hitting. I mean, I thought he did some good things. Dante's been Dante. Dante's been great. I think that, honestly, we were kind of missing Justin Burris a little bit more than, than what we thought we would. I mean, Sean Chandler did some good things, but Sam Franklin, you know, kind of had some hiccups. I mean, there was that long play to Quez Watkins that um, – Really, I mean, that, that kind of sparked the comeback for them, and it was it sucked because, I mean, we were right there for a sack, but um, kind of to stop ranting a little bit. Uh, pressure's on the on the defensive line like it is every week to get to them. Um, Ali Udo is their starting right guard, and, and he is uh, really bad, uh, just to kind of be blunt and honest. So uh, I think you look for a big game uh, from Derrick Brown or Dequan Jones or you know, even Davion Nixon, who had a hell of a game last week and did some good things. So I think that that's a, a good point of attack. Uh, Christian Darisol played in his first game last week, and I believe he ended up finishing with 26 snaps. Uh, looked okay. I mean, his first game against, you know, professional players. So, you know, not, not terrible. We did some things good, some things bad. So, I mean, it depends on, you know, if that's uh, Burns over there or, or if it's Fox or whoever, uh, that could be a point of attack as well, especially with Burns and a spin move. So – Uh, for, you know, for, for as good as their center position is, um, you know, the, the guards are their weak spots. So, you know, I think those are kind of point of attacks where we can actually take advantage of and get pressure on cousins because we, we are definitely going to have to, because when you have a route runner, like Justin Jefferson back there, or Adam Thielen, um, who can make you pay if you give them enough time and cousins, not afraid to take those deep shots either. That's just, you're going to have to have to keep pressure on him all day.
1: Yeah, my my concern is my concern matchup is is uh, Jefferson, obviously for obvious reasons. I think we can match up okay against Dylan, um, but Dante, I presume, will get that that Jefferson matchup, and that concerns me a little bit. As even as good as Dante has looked this year, um, I'd feel much more comfortable with the JC Jefferson matchup. Right. Um, this is this is a week where you you really miss JC.
0: Yeah, um, I, w- I really wish that Stephon Gilmore was able to come off uh, the puck. IR a week earlier. Yeah, because, you know, um, you know, with Henderson being limited in practice, and, I mean, Keith Taylor, he, he did get some legit action last week. But, I mean, this is a guy who's long and athletic, so he does match up well with either Thielen or Jefferson. I just kind of want a little bit more discipline back there um, with a guy like Jefferson who can really take the top off and, you know, blow a game up with with, you know, one or two plays.
1: And that's what concerns me with Dante, too, is, is, yeah, he's been a little better this year. And there, there's been one one or two mishaps here and there. But Dante of old is very uh, notorious for the the, the getting burnt, um, missed coverage, et cetera. So I, that concerns me with a guy like Jefferson.
0: Yeah. What you'll see is they, they have been kind of getting K.J. Osborne involved up until the last two weeks. And then Tyler Conklin has kind of taken those snaps away from him. So – Really, I mean, they run a lot of two wide receiver uh, formations. They'll move Conklin out a little bit. Um, Osborne's, you know, will be there in the slot as well. But, you know, he he did have a couple of big games early on in the season, but then his snaps have started to come down a little bit. So really outside of Jefferson and Thielen, you really don't have too much to worry about uh, through the air.
1: Yeah, and whether it's Henderson, whether it's Taylor, whether it's who whoever it is on on their other weapons, I'm not – I'm not as concerned. I, I think we can manage dealing and I'm gonna, I'm going to say that he's going to get loose in the red zone three different times. Um, but because that, that's especially what he's known, what I've, what I've as somebody who's had him in fantasy, he just seems to get open down there in, in the end zone. Um,
0: right. But
1: less worried about that and more worried about the explosive plays from Jefferson.
0: Right. I mean, you know, with the defense, if the defense shows up, I mean, Matt rule, tried to put some blame on him last week, but, the defense plays like it did last week I mean you really can't fault them for for anything it's it's all on the the offensive line and and Sam's decision making so uh, I just hope that maybe his his his, uh, process is a little bit different this this week I mean Sam took a lot of blame for his throws and his play last week so good on him he wasn't trying to make excuses or anything so you know just correct those issues hopefully he gets a little bit more time this week and you know, the, the defense does what it's been doing all season, uh, sans for the uh, you know, the, the Cowboys can.
1: Yeah, I uh, couldn't agree more. So, any any final thoughts to wrap up the preview for the Vikings this week?
0: No, um, just really want to see better effort and better effort from, from coaching decisions, too. Um, you know, I don't, Matt, Matt Rule doesn't really have too much say so, I guess, you know, or too much involvement, it seems, in the, in the passing game or, or with the defensive side of the ball. But when it comes to, you know, coaching management or, or game management, I should say, I, I want to see him do a better job of that and be a little bit more aggressive because this is a game where you have to take advantage and I don't want to see it, see his whole, well, it's all about just making one more play when it, when you get to the fourth quarter. Um, I got a feeling this game is going to be ugly or it's, it's going to be close all game. Um, I mean, it's usually how it goes with us and the Vikings with, you know, last year and, you know, the the 2017 game. Uh, I just I, I want to see this team be more aggressive, and I'll, I want to see from a coaching standpoint them uh, try to put the game away early and, and and not try try to make one more play in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, nothing else to add. Just uh, thank you guys for for tuning in this week. Hopefully, we can get to four and two and have a more positive uh, recap episode uh, on on Sunday evening for you guys. But uh, follow us on instagram twitter at 70 forecast like subscribe share the podcast with your friends and and uh, keep pounding
0: yes sir